For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, friend, and welcome back to Foul Play. Let's just dive right back in. Dennis Bowman, the adoptive father of Andrea Bowman, was a man known to the Holland community, although not entirely trusted by it. That being said, he was trusted by the police as being innocent, while Kathy Tarkinian and Carl Koppelman were desperately trying to solve the mystery of what happened to 14-year-old Andrea in 1989. The second decade of the new millennium was announcing itself, as was the influence of social media. Kathy would take to Facebook to share her own findings of the case. Since Detective Pat O'Reilly told Kathy that Dennis Bowman wasn't considered as much of a suspect as he should be, she and Carl turned their efforts to Dennis. Rewinding to 1980, a 19-year-old girl was riding her bicycle before being aggressively pushed off the road by a motorcyclist. He demanded that she walk into the woods with him. She refused and waited for a moment to make her escape. That moment didn't come, and instead the man pulled out a gun and fired a warning shot past her. Still, she refused to move. The next shot was at her feet. She remained resolute, as well as terrified when the bullet hit the ground in front of her. The next bullet he threatened would hit her. She managed to get a brief moment to flee. A passing car distracted the man momentarily, and that was all she needed to pedal as fast as she could back to her parents' home. There was no chase, and the 19-year-old made it back to her home with the help of a passing pickup truck. The girl managed to give the police a useful description of the man who attacked her, which led to a suspect being brought in for identification. They had the right man. They had Dennis Bowman. At the time, Andrea was only six years old and unaware of what was happening. Her mother, Brenda, stood by her husband's side, 
as Dennis got five to ten years for assault with intent to commit criminal sexual conduct. During his sentencing, the judge made it clear that upon release, Dennis would pose a real danger to young women if he was set free. Despite this, he only served his minimum sentence and was released early. After Andrea had been missing for nine years, in 1998, Dennis was once again in the spotlight for a different crime involving a younger woman, this time in Hamilton, a town nestled between Holland and Dore, where the Bowmans had moved after Andrea's disappearance. His victim was Vicky Vandenbrink, a young woman living in a mobile home that was so vulnerable to break-ins that the police had decided to install security themselves. When they went to investigate the latest disturbance, they were confused by what they saw. Dennis Bowman was leaving her home from the back door. He claimed he was just staying with his previous co-worker, which Vicky denied, confirming that Dennis was lying. The police decided to investigate further. When they searched Dennis Bowman's home, they found a black duffel bag containing lingerie, a short-barreled shotgun, a black sweatshirt and a mask. All of these were consistent with what they knew about regular break-ins at Vicky's house, and Dennis was promptly charged with breaking and entering. He was only sentenced to one count despite police being sure that he was responsible for other previous break-ins. His lawyer presented the court with a variety of letters courtesy of upstanding citizens of the town, and this included Brenda. This, coupled with a guilty plea and apparent remorse, got him a lighter sentence than he otherwise would have. It helped his case that he presented himself as a happily married man and a father to two daughters, even though one of them had been missing for over a decade. When Kathy Tarkinian read this information, she understood why retired detective Pat O'Reilly had encouraged her to investigate Bowman further. The first feeling of certainty came upon her since she started looking into the case featuring her missing daughter. This was the first time she was sure she was reading evidence that this was the man who killed Andrea. But things weren't that simple. Both Kathy and Carl were still waiting to see if the Racine County Jane Doe and Andrea were the same people. Because if the theory was that Dennis Bowman killed Andrea, then the body wouldn't match the records because Andrea was only found a decade later. Then, the results came back. It wasn't a match. In a split second, the entire case, Kathy, Carl, and a host of internet sleuths had been working on, got blown apart. These were two separate cases. But still, Kathy knew one thing. Dennis Bowman had killed Andrea. But at this point, there was still an investigation, very much led by emotion, even if it was backed up by Bowman's questionable past. Carl needed more evidence, and so did the police. And as it would happen, Carl knew more than the police. So, they would have to join forces. The amateur investigators were determined to fill in the missing parts, and they found a clear, undeniable pattern of behavior. Kathy kept using Facebook to make her suspicions public and hired Jeffrey Floor, 
a former Michigan State trooper, as her local contact on the ground to start opening up Dennis's past files. Upon starting his investigations, Floor came to the conclusion pretty quickly. Dennis's police file should have been a lot heavier than it was. First, there were allegations of abuse just four months before Andrea's disappearance. There were fewer details than Kathy would have liked about the issue, but they were serious enough to be present in Dennis's criminal record. Further investigation revealed why such accusations had been made. It became clear that something was happening behind closed doors, and Andrea wanted people to know. Andrea seemingly confided her troubles in a friend, Jennifer Jones. When Jennifer told her mother, Andrea was allowed to stay the night in the Joneses' home, but she was quickly passed on to the principal the very next day. Despite Andrea revealing the horrors of what she'd faced her home, the school authorities sent her back home to an angry set of parents. But Andrea didn't give up. She told Arlene Ron, the mother of one of the boys in her school, about the abuse her parents had put her through, and shared that Brenda knew about everything and made no effort to improve Andrea's life. Arlene took her to their youth pastor to discuss what could be done to help. That instance must have got back to Dennis, because the next time Arlene dropped off Andrea... Dennis made it clear that Arlene Ron should stay out of his business. The threat was never reported, and months later, Andrea went missing. This was just one incident. A source who didn't want to identify herself has since detailed an incident that occurred in September 1989, just months after Andrea's disappearance. The girl was only six when it took place. She was walking to a friend's house when a truck pulled up alongside her with the promise to show her some puppies. Barn after barn would pass en route and it became clear there were no puppies. Instead, she was dragged into a thicket, gagged and bound with her own clothes and forced to watch her attacker undress. Thankfully, a dog's bark spooked the attacker and he ran from the scene. The young girl had no choice but to walk naked to the side of the road where she got help and the police were called. This became another cold case as efforts to identify the man using a sketch artist proved unsuccessful. The drawing of the man and his truck wasn't enough to find him. That was until the Kathy led Facebook posts accusing Dennis Bowman were uploaded. This young girl, who was now well into adulthood, recognised him as the man who had attacked her when she was six. In our ongoing journey dissecting real-life mysteries, I've found a perfect companion in a game that not only captivates, but also lets me step into the shoes of a detective in the glamorous 1920s, June's Journey. As someone who's delved deep into the game, playing through the intriguing scenarios of June Parker, I can personally vouch for its immersive experience. In June's journey, you unravel the mystery of June Parker's sister's murder. Each scene is a visual and intellectual puzzle, with hidden clues scattered across beautifully crafted locations. What I've enjoyed most is the depths of the storyline. Each chapter peels back a layer of this thrilling narrative, revealing danger, mystery, and romance. Besides the allure of solving mysteries, the game lets you design and customize your own luxurious estate island, 
building my estate has been a delightful escape, offering a creative break from the intense narratives we tackle on the podcast. For those of you who enjoy the blend of history, mystery, and narrative depth we explore on this podcast, June's Journey offers a chance to live out those elements in a beautifully interactive setting. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. And join me in this ongoing quest to uncover hidden truths and solve complex mysteries. Attention, friends. Are you ready to embark on a journey into the unknown this Mother's Day? Prepare to dive into the depths of your family's history with mylifeinabook.com. Each week, mylifeinabook.com sends intriguing questions, uncovering the thrilling tales of your mom's past, and then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature. From daring escapes to nail-biting encounters, her life becomes an epic adventure waiting to be explored. This Mother's Day, give the gift of excitement and intrigue with mylifeinabook.com. It's a thrilling ride through your mom's life that you won't want to miss. I gave this to my mom last year, and let's just say I didn't know my mom as well as I thought I did. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SHANE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code SHANE for 10% off today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Then there were the Schaefers, a couple that knew the Bowmans well before they moved to Holland. The couple was always weary of Dennis, reporting that he'd often brag about his sexual exploits as far back as high school. As far as they were concerned, he was a walking red flag. So much so that they would keep guard of their own daughter if Dennis was anywhere in the area. The disappearance of Andrea gave them the final push they needed to cut the Bowman family off completely. It's worth mentioning that all of this information was dug up by Kathy and Carl, not the police. It was yet another piece in the Dennis Bowman puzzle that the police had failed to fill in. It was only thanks to the Schaefer's daughter, Mindy, who had seen the posts about Bowman on Facebook, that she put the pieces together and realized she and her family could help. Although Kathy and Carl were doing most of their work remotely, they occasionally had the opportunity to meet in person. This was the case when they met at the Missing in Michigan conference. It had been organized in 2013 by the state police in an effort to shed light on cold cases like the one Andrea Bowman was part of. It was hosted in a golf club in the resort's banquet hall, hosted panels, support groups, DNA collection, and anything that could help try to reunite missing people 
with their loved ones. Or, in a worst-case scenario, at least get closure for the loved ones of someone who wasn't ever going to come home. The two amateur detectives who made the trip to Michigan made it very clear what their motives were for being there. They had t-shirts with fine Andrea Bowman clearly printed on the front. However, the meeting wouldn't prove to be as helpful as they wanted. But they did come face to face with some familiar characters. During a therapy session at the start of the day, guests sat round in a circle, giving each one a clear view of everyone's faces. And there, Cole saw two faces he'd been studying for years, once he could pick out of a crowd. Brenda and Vanessa Bowman. He alerted Kathy immediately, but Kathy didn't need it. She'd figured it out as well. Everyone around the circle had their turn to speak. When it came to Brenda, she pointed out the striking similarities between her missing adopted daughter, Andrea, and Kathy. Kathy was convinced that Brenda's monstrous husband was the reason they were in that room, trying to find her biological daughter in the first place. She was equally certain that Brenda played a significant role in covering it up. So, she responded, as calmly as she could manage, she said, quote, Tell them the truth, Brenda. Tell them about your husband. The room froze. The very air had ceased to move as the two women locked eyes, knowing everything but revealing nothing. Brenda's walls came up and she began to defend herself vehemently while Kathy threw finding after finding into her face. The session quickly ceased to be about therapy and became an argument that needed intervention to get back to where it had started. The more analytical and reserved Carl, who didn't have a vested bloodlink interest in the case, was able to talk to Brenda later in the day, but Brenda couldn't be convinced. She stayed adamant that she'd done everything she could to help the authorities and was still cooperative. Although Carl wasn't 100% convinced this speech hadn't been rehearsed beforehand, he didn't feel she was holding back any information. The truth remained just as murky as it had done before the day had started. Frustration was taking hold, especially where Kathy was concerned. She'd attempted to keep a level head while Carl spoke, but couldn't hold back what she thought was the truth. After all, this was her daughter that she reluctantly given up due to her own abusive mother. All Kathy had wanted for her daughter was to have a good life and receive the motherly affection she never could. Even after everything she'd done, Andrea didn't get that love, broke her to bits. Quote, Tell us how you abused, starved, and humiliated her, Brenda, Kathy shouted once again. Brenda's daughter, Vanessa, then had to be restrained as she retaliated. To her, it seemed like her mother was a victim of an unprovoked attack. And without the evidence to prove otherwise, that did appear to be the case. So, it was evidence she wanted. It would be the evidence she'd get. The two sleuths dug even deeper into Bowman's past and found the incidents that made it clear Dennis Bowman was a man with a track record of consistent sexual and violent abuse 
towards young girls. Carl and Kathy would continue to visit Michigan at regular intervals over the next few years. In 2016, Kathy was so convinced that Dennis Bowman had killed her daughter that she posted on Facebook that Andrea was buried in his backyard. But the evidence wasn't there. As far as the police were concerned, these were hunches based on previous incidents. Chris Haverding, the detective who is now their man on the ground, confirmed that they simply didn't have enough for a case. Over the times they met, their frustration grew, and it became clear that they'd hit a brick wall with what they could do on their own. It was baffling why it wasn't enough. In 2017, they were desperate for any kind of intervention from the police. A key witness, a statement, or even a meeting with Dennis Bowman. But as time went on, it looked like this was far from a realistic expectation. Kathy and Carl decided that this would be their final visit to the town where it all began. But there would be one more visit to the Bowman household before they returned to their respective homes on other sides of the country. They parked up outside the property, more in hope than in anything else. Carl was concerned they would miss their flight, while Kathy was more concerned that she didn't do everything that she could. To her, she hadn't left all stones unturned. She stared at the Bowman house, hope slipping minute by minute, As tears welled in her eyes, she blinked them away and noticed something she'd never seen before. A concrete slab at the back of the garden. She launched herself out of the car and ran towards it, Carl at her heels, begging her to return to the vehicle. For years, Kathy was convinced that she was right about what had happened to her daughter. And she wasn't going to stop now. In episode three of this series, we will tie up all of these questions that our detective duo was so desperate to answer. Next time on Foul Play, we'll reveal exactly what happened to Andrea Bowman and learn just how close Kathy and Carl were in their suspicions. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.